Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself, no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who have read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Well, hello there again. Whatever time of day you find yourself in, we're going to do this short podcast, and I think you're going to find it very useful. I've recently decided to put together a class uh, locally for people with chronic elbow and wrist pain. Um, Not so much that I can fix them, but tell them how to fix themselves. You know, the older I get, the more I recognize just the power of education um, through um, medical providers to tell people how to fix themselves. And that to me is one of my favorite gifts. But in, in large part, what I wanted to start the conversation about is just recognizing the importance of being grounded as it relates to how we develop pain in our body. I was reading a book by um, an author I really like, Katie Bowman. She was talking about, um, in this book, it was how people develop abdominal hernias. And she's written three or four books and she's really lovely. She gives a great biomechanical perspective, but she was talking about her father back in the fifties was a television repairman. And he said, you know, this was right when when, uh, TVs were coming out and and half the time when he was sent to a home for a service call, it was simply because the television wasn't plugged in. And um, that was an easy fix, of course. But so often our body pain also is because we're not plugged in. Now, I'm not speaking about energetic connection in this moment, all of that could be a completely different podcast. I'm talking about being plugged into planet Earth that gravity has us have a relationship with. Meaning that if you don't stand on your own two feet, if you don't plant your feet firmly, if you don't have full connection between the great toe, the heel and the fifth toe, as you're ambulating, you will develop trouble asymmetry into your knee, which will over time create some extra stress on the hip, either the same hip or the opposite hip, which will over time cause some biomechanical stress in your lumbar spine. And so we have to kind of go back to our grounding uh, perspective and look at the way with which the foot hits the earth. And the same is true. The same is true for our hands. So not all of us are needing to get on the floor every day, but many of us are, mothers and teachers. Um, Not all of us use our hands um, every day with certain amounts of pressure on objects that we're holding and pushing, but many of us are. I mean, certainly all of us are using our hands to connect with with the keyboard, and usually that doesn't take 
too much pressure unless you're mad and you're pressing out a, a angry email, for example. But the, the point is how our hands relate to the surfaces which we work is very, very critical. And as a chiropractor, I'm, I'm all constantly reminded of how when I'm touching the back, touching the human, if my hands, my wrists are not connected properly, I'm going to have trouble upstream. So let me give you an example. When I was in college, I, I attended UCLA and I was a, um, a, a freshman and I was in a bike accident with a, a friend of mine. We were riding along the Santa Monica Boulevard and going towards the beach and a car door swung open and I veered and sadly I veered into a telephone pole and I put my arm up to stop myself. <laughs> Perhaps not the best strategy, but I broke my hand. So I cast, uh, I went to the UCLA Med Center and they said, gosh, there's nothing wrong. We can't find anything, but I knew it wasn't right because it hurt like cremony and it was swelling. And that's a telltale sign. If your wrist swells, you probably have an underlying osseous challenge. But I went back the second time and they said, oops, we missed that. Yeah, let's put, put you in a cast. So I was put in a cast and it was up to my armpit and I was really not digging that as a, as a young co-ed. And I'm embarrassed to say that, you know, they were made of plaster back in the day. And I took it off like a week early. I was really like, I'm sure I'm fine. And I went to the med center to get a post x-ray and they said, well, the x-ray looks like you're healing well. It's not completely healed. You may have problems down the road. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm all of 21. I'm, I'm definitely going to heal. Don't worry about it. But in retrospect, um, probably would have been a better idea for me, keep, for me to keep on that, that cast until my bone had fully knitted. I didn't really have a problem with that wrist. However, luckily, despite the fact I picked a profession, um, oddly named chiropractic stands for Kairos's hand, the, that one who practices with their hand. And then about five years ago, I fell in the ice and I kind of re-chipped it, rebroke it sort of thing. And of course I was in private practice, busy, and just decided to hunker through. It might've been a little tiny hairline fracture, hurt quite a lot for quite a bit of time, but I continued to work because, you know, my patients were calling. I mean, obviously it wasn't a gross fracture. I would have gone and, and done something appropriate. But what, what's happened over the past year is that I had noticed that when I'm on my all fours, which is when you're really grounded, right? When you're on your knees and your hands are on the ground, like um, getting prepared to do a push-up before you, you get your weight on your toes to do a push-up, your hands should be spread apart. There should be pressure underneath your thumbs and all of your fingers you should be able to recognize with your eyes closed and feel downward pressure on the thumb into the ground your index finger all the way to your pinky and that when you look straight down now let's say you're a, a woman and you don't feel like you've got upper arm strength versus a guy if you're in this push-up position you can be on your knees that's fine um, but i'd prefer if you can to get up on your toes because that's really going to expose the weaknesses in this link now the next thing you look at is huh do i have full extension meaning that is there a 90 degree angle between my flat hand and my forearm or is it a little bit more obtuse on one side that i have some shoulder pain let's say on the right side you're just oh, i can't quite get that wrist to 
fully bend. I promise you, you will, if you don't have now, either some elbow or some shoulder or some mid back or some neck pain over time if you don't start to minimize that asymmetry. The next thing you're going to look at on your all fours is like, okay, can I, can I straighten my elbows completely, both elbows? And or on the side, let's say your right, your right hand is, the, is in my case, it's the one that I, I did have a fracture. And uh, I might look at my right elbow and go, wow, it's kind of wiggly woggly. I can't quite get it into full extension. My body knows that I don't have the full motion over that wrist. So the elbow can't fully extend. Okay, now I've got two challenges with my grounding connection to the earth. And then the next thing that ha happened, actually, in my case, is I started getting some scapular winging, or I would, I would really say shoulder mm, pain and aggressive actions of pushing or pulling. And then the scapula started to click. Uh, if you've ever noticed when you can move your shoulders up, back, and down, you might hear little crepitus. That's the scapula not being in proper alignment with the rib cage. And then um, what happens is when the shoulder's not working properly and the scapula's not gliding properly, the next thing that along that biomechanical chink is your neck. So your body's always going to try to fight to create symmetry. So in my case, my lack of wrist extension was making a little bit of flexion in my elbow putting that shoulder at a um, less than perfect centrated posture while I was on my all fours, my scapula, my shoulder were trying to kind of compensate, if you will, for this lack of full extension, my elbow, and then my neck takes the hit. So what I recognized was the importance of getting my wrist mobilized. Now, lucky for me, I'm married to this fabulous chiropractor, but you can definitely learn to increase your extension at your wrist simply by standing up, putting your hands on a lower surface and uh, locking out your elbows and then just bending forward and mobilizing the wrist. You can, you can also, there's some other exercises you can do to improve rest, wrist flexibility for sure. But what I want to say is that when that started to improve substantially and it became the same as the left side by about a factor of 95%, my elbow then was able to lock out when I was in that all, all fours posture. And once my elbow could fully extend, stay locked, stay grounded, if you will, I felt this nice connection between my wrist, my elbow, and my shoulder. And my shoulder just went into like um, um, this place where it takes a, a fresh a breath of fresh air almost like, oh boy. That's easier. I've got the guys downstream doing their job, making my job not quite so challenging. So that's an example of, of being grounded. Um, and if you're not, you can play in these positions of all on your all fours, try to get some more extension in your wrist. You can, you can rock forward on your wrist and start to mobilize it that way. You can certainly get a chiropractor to adjust your wrist. That would help a ton. Um, there is a class I teach for people to self-mobilize their wrists, their elbows, and their shoulders, and that will be videoed and would be available if you're interested. Um, let me know via my email, kpearsondc at mac.com. Um, but you, you, know, you, you can do some really cool things with unwinding muscles to normalize your ability to extend your elbow, for example, 
or unwind some tension in the ligaments that are holding your multiplicity of little bones together in your wrist. And there's some strategies for self-mobilization that are really quite cool. And you can be your own healer. Um, and what it takes is a consistency, like, okay, every other day, I'm going to do these protocols to stretch the ligaments and unwind the muscles. And when I say unwind the muscles, just understand there's kind of a proclivity for muscles to follow the motion that you most commonly do. So because, for instance, we type, our hands are what we call in a pronated position, the palm is towards the surface of the table. Supination is the palms are upward, like they could hold a bowl of soup. And so when you're constantly pronated, those muscles tend to migrate in a direction uh, to enhance that posture. And really, we need to, we need to help them unwind. And you can do that through self-mobilization or self-manipulation. It's very, very cool. Now, we're not going to talk about so much how to ground, ground with the feet. We'll get to that next week. But um, the very least, recognize that when you are standing, just see, can I feel my great toe? And can I put pressure down on my great toe? If you don't have strength in those muscles that push the great toe down, you're much more likely to develop plantar fasciitis. And then can you feel all those toes all the way out? Can they put a little downward force towards the floor? If you can, that's fabulous. And if you can't, then there's a great opportunity to build strength in that foot. Um, much like when your hands are down on the ground, if you can't feel like your thumb is pushing down equally, your left thumb and right thumb, then that becomes your exercise. And you can do that through a series of resistance where maybe your hand is down on a table and you're standing up over it and you've got that nice bend in your wrist. Then you just put your other index finger under your thumb and create a space for it to push into so that your thumb is now pushing down towards the table and because your index finger has pulled it up you have a little bit of leeway to create some strength to push that thumb down and it's shocking how quickly these muscles start to go oh i you should have asked me i didn't know i was supposed to do that but you can start to create some strength in places that you're weak and the same is, is true with the toes we'll talk about that next week so being grounded is critical. If you are plagued with back or neck pain, go downstream and ask yourself, well, how am I doing with my hands, my elbows, and my shoulders? Am I in, in a good, good symmetry when I'm standing? Do I feel the earth when I'm bending over and touching the surfaces of things I'm working on? Do I feel the whole hand contact? Do I have a good ability to keep my elbow locked if I'm in a, in a push-up? Do I have that capability to really connect with the earth, with my hands, elbows, and shoulders? Or am I buckling and something's bending and caving in? That's not good. And that's why physical therapists exist and massage therapists and chiropractors and acupuncturists and physiatrists and osteopaths. That's why we all exist and look at your body and go, whoa, you've lost that functional range of motion. Let's see how we can help you get it back. And that really is the, the crux of what manual therapists are doing is I know what you should be able to do and you're not doing it. So what creative way can we help you get there again? All right. Well, I hope, I hope that's been helpful for you. And um, I always think that the good Lord gives me injuries so that I can struggle through trying to figure out how to fix it. And I'm so very grateful that I have the knowledge I have in the background and the training because I can usually unwind 
most of my pathologies if I just put a little thought into it. And while they might not be commonly understood strategies, a lot of people just don't believe they have the ability to make their own body um, work better. I'm here to tell you that it can. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you have an absolutely tremendous day and look forward to seeing you next week. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we're done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.